Welcome back to the Chayrach and Achyomi Learning Program. You are listening to Sefer Shoftim, Prakim Zion, and Ches, the 7th and 8th chapters of Shoftim, with Yehoshua Eisenberg. And I've decided to combine the two Prakim for the purposes of this mini-shear, partially because I'm filling in, but also partially because the two Prakim continue the incredible and remarkable story of Gidon, whom we met in Parak Vav with my brother of Mendi. And just to get an understanding of who Gidon was, by way of introduction, I just want to point out that when Yaakov Avinu is blessing a friend of Menashe, we know that he has to switch his hands because he wants to put his right hand on the younger Ephraim. Yaakov Avinu tells Yosef that both of these individuals will have great people coming from them, albeit Ephraim having a greater descendant in Yehoshua. But again, just to understand the greatness of the individual of our Prakim, the great individual that descends from Menashe, Rashi tells us, is none other than Gidon. And so I encourage you to really learn through, read these really enjoyable prakim of Gidon, Vav, Zion, and Ches. If you have time, not just the bullet points, which you should read also just to get the summary, but the story of Gidon teaches us so many important lessons, which I would also mention is important for us today, more so perhaps for them in those times, only because of their effect and their import, meaning that if you consider what happened in their times, despite all the efforts of Gidon and all of the Shoftim, as we have already pointed out, the, the muster and the, the lessons of the Shoftim didn't stick, they didn't last, because the people went right back to Avodah after. So if so, what is their purpose, the purpose of the stories and the lessons, if not for us to be able to learn from them today? And so with that, I want to point at two highlights, one from Parak Zion, one from Parak Ches, that I believe we can learn from. In Parak Zion, when Gidon is gathering the people to get ready to fight against Midian. So we see that he's very hesitant throughout the story. As my brother of Mendy pointed out, we can feel almost the human apprehension of Gidon, and yet he, tr- he tries to gather as many people as possible, and Hashem says, nope, that's too many people. That is going to take away from my glory, from the recognition that I'm the one that's doing this war. It's a little bit too much hishtadlis. I want you to lessen the effort, make it more miraculous, by having fewer people. And so Gidon has to weed out certain people. He tells those who are afraid to go home, and then they have a special test by having to, by looking at how the people drink from the water. If they bend down on their hands and knees and they lick the water like a dog, so Mephorshim points out that this is a sign of an idolatrous tendency, that the way they prostrate themselves, and perhaps the lack of self-respect, conforming to the social norms, as opposed to doing what is dignified, and so, and what was what is otherwise uncharacteristic of what rabbis will tell us to do today, I would say, to put in our hashtadlis while we have Amun and Bitachon and Hashem, Hashem tells Gidon the opposite, which is to create a more miraculous occurrence. This was a sensitive need of the time because the people were so reliant on their idols, perhaps, and their reliance on nature. And I would say that that is, in a nutshell, what Avodah Zarah is. It's a reliance on nature and your attempt to perhaps manipulate nature, believing in everything but Hashem, and says Hashem to Gidon, we have to work around that right now. We have to weed people away from relying on these things and only have them rely on Hashem. Subsequently, in Perak Ches, Gidon is in pursuit of the two Midyani kings, Zebach and Samuna. And after destroying them, Gidon is called upon to be the leader of the Jewish people by the Jewish people. And Gidon declines, and he says, no, Hashem should be the ruler. 
clearly following up from what he had just taught them, what Hashem had just taught them through their war effort, that ultimately the human ruler is not is not really the one to rely upon, but we rely upon only Hashem. Bringing the story of Gidon and Yerubal, his new nickname, named after the words of his father, Yehoash, from Paragvav, who said that if, if Baal, the, uh, the idolatrous rain god, can fend for itself, don't get mad at Gidon for defying that god. Gidon, for at least a, a, a fair point in time, temporarily brings reliance back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he seals that reliance with a sign, a symbol. He recreates his own aphod as a remembrance that Hashem is in charge of the world. Unfortunately, this aphod itself becomes um, memorialized as an idol itself. It doesn't serve its intended purpose. But the question then for us is what was its purpose? What can we learn from the aphod? The aphod itself is, a, is an interesting choice by, by Gidon to, to use as a symbol of Hashem. It was what Rashi describes as the apron of the Kohen Gadol. The Al-Sheikh reminds us that the aphod um, served to provide atonement, kapara, for Avodah which is very relevant, obviously, to the Sefer. However, we might add in a nutshell that the aphod really serves as the glue of our Avodah Hashem. It is the multifaceted utility apron of the Kohen Gadol, which reminds us of so many different lessons. It housed the Avnei Shoham, the, the onyx stones, and the Choshen Mishpat, the breastplate of judgment, which also, like the onyx stones, had the names of the Shvatim on it. There's a beautiful piece in the Mesha Chachma where the Mesha Chachma explains in the, in the Parsha that we had just um, two weeks ago, Parsha Tzava, that the Shoham stones of the Aphod remind us about fighting against Avodazara. The, the onyx stones are represented by the tribe of Yosef. Yosef kept to his Avodas Hashem even when he was among idolaters. The Choshen represents being straight when it comes to din, when it comes to financial matters, some societal matters, Ben Adam Lachavero. So between the Avne Shoham, the Ben Adam Lamakom, the Avne Milum of the Choshen, Ben Adam Lachavero, the Eifut is really the glue. It holds everything together in our Avodos Hashem to remember that Hashem is the center. Just as Gidon declines to be the leader because Hashem should be the leader, just as Hashem says, take down your Heshtadlis Anach, we need to magnify Hashkachas Hashem, Hashem's supervision and his involvement. We are reminded by an aphod to do everything in perfect measure to remember that Hashem is in charge. If you have the time, go back and learn these incredible parakim. We'll see you back here at Parak Tess.